Did you know improving your communication can double your net worth? Just because it's not your title doesn't mean you're not in sales. You are. Lloyd Day created and has taught this communication training for 30 plus years. Macy McNeely, Lloyd's daughter, and Catherine Schubert, a founding student, were struggling entrepreneurs who, after going under his wing and seeing their businesses quadruple, knew that this was the missing piece for so many others. That's how the Guide Culture Training started and has taught over 500 students in just two short years. Sales is guiding people into a decision that is best for them. Guide Culture is not sales training, it's life training. We are a group of completely bought-in sales professionals who persuade for good. Here are your hosts, Macy, Loy, and Catherine. We are really excited for today it is Loy and myself. Just in case you, uh, you know, are new watching, uh, Loy is my dad, and he is the creator of the Guide Culture Sales Material. Uh, and today's content is going to be based on a question I got on Instagram, which we're going to talk about in just a second. Um, but you know, actually, let's just back up for a second. Can we just back up for okay, a minute? Sure. So. The way all of this started, this whole situation, why we are here today is because Loy, my dad, taught me sales skills. And uh, it was something that he had wanted to teach his family for a long time. Uh, and we resisted in all the ways because, you know, it's just your dad. When your dad tells you to do something, you usually actually don't want to do it. It wasn't until I wanted to dip my toe in the entrepreneurial world that it didn't like click for me. I was sharing, 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 but I really wasn't selling professionally. And he knew that. And so I was kind of at a crossroads at one point where I was like, okay, I'm either going to have to go get another job or I can like, give it my all in this one area real quick and just see what happens. And that's exactly what I did. But I think what's important about the process of learning sales skills is that it wasn't just taught to me. It wasn't just, hey, you sit and listen to what I have to say. It was 50-50 back and forth. It was teaching, hey, practice, hey, here's some coaching, hey, go do this, do this. It was a lot of back and forth. And that is the exact thing that made it stick for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and we're going to talk about cohort style courses because I got a question from somebody on Instagram. She's a guide culture grad and she was just like, Hey, do you see any um, differences in, or, you know, in people, like what's the completion rate of guide culture with, with having coaches in a lab. And I don't know the exact completion rate, but what I do know is that we have a no student left behind policy, which is our coaches. If you, you they have your name, there's only, there's about seven people in each cohort. They have your name and they have your Instagram handle and your email and they hunt you down if you don't show up to make sure you get a makeup in and honestly just make sure you're good and you feel safe and you feel like you're moving forward. And so with that policy and that those procedures alone, you know, there's the completion rate is very high. I mean, I only know a handful of people that had life circumstances that, you know, had to step away. And that's one thing. 
Uh, but the, I was listening to a podcast and she was talking about cohort style courses and she was saying that a self-paced course, the completion rate is like 5%. Hmm. Did you know that? 5%. But a cohort style, uh, course, the completion rate is like 96% Hmm. because of the, the time intensity, like the start and the end date and how when people have a start they have an end and they just know that like hey i'm gonna work hard in this period i'm gonna give it what i have and then when it's done it's done so anyway i want to talk a little bit more about that but i think you had a story you wanted to share possibly yeah yeah i'll I'll interject there a little bit you're talking about the completion rate how many books yeah do we start that we actually finish Mm -hmm. and that we don't complete you thought about that one? I don't know. I know a some lot. books I'll start as like, this is not really doing it for me. I'll yeah, just, I'll set it to down. the side. And it could be part of the course problem. It may not be catching their attention, holding it enough that's true. to complete it. It could be like starting a book that's not, that's not true. that good. I, I don't know why that is mm-hmm. there. But I will tell a little bit about how we got to where we are. Uh, first of all is the no person left behind. Mm-hmm. When we first started this, we were teaching. And then we'd do the lab. Which is the live element. The live element. And and we would have maybe 30 people in there. Sometimes a lot. more. Yeah. It's just you and me. It's, mm-hmm. it's me to start with, mm-hmm. then you and me. Mm-hmm. And and that was our philosophy then is no person left behind. Mm-hmm. We, we believed in that mm-hmm. at that time when we first started. And we still believe that. Mm-hmm. Because what we do, we our program is a building program. So if you miss week two and you don't really understand it, it's hard to go to week three and week four. Mm-hmm. So we, we try to go back and get you to keep you along the way. Mm-hmm. We feel like you've paid for it. We owe you that. Mm-hmm. We know that you need it. So we try to, we believe strongly, and all of our coaches was, will follow you down until we just give, you know, until you really make it clear mm-hmm. you're done with this. That's why most people complete it. We mm-hmm. follow through. Yeah. But, but let's, you want to talk about the cohort or you want to talk about all right, so I have probably taken more courses after I graduated from master my master's degree than I took my whole career from first first grade through 16 years, wait, 12, 16, whatever master's mm-hmm. is, 18, 20 years. And I've taken a lot of courses. And I'll tell you what I can tell is the courses that I got tested on mm. I always did better than the courses that I didn't get tested on. Mm. And secondly, when the test was a real test, something that has some difficulty to it, I always did better on those than the easy test course. And so you, you fast forward that into all these courses, training, materials I've had, and the content in guide culture is, is awesome. It's terrific mm-hmm. content. But the way the content is delivered and the way we basically test you in the labs and keep you moving forward is what makes it work. Mm-hmm. It's like the course, the, the online course where you're not tested. Well, what's, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, it's real easy to stop on that. Or I just took a test the other day. I had a continuing ed class. And this was, I, I wanted an easy one. I didn't have to, I, did, I wasn't really into learning. I just need to get the hours. Mm-hmm. And I got one. It was tested, but it was a, a slam dunk. I didn't really have to try. Mm-hmm. So that's different than the course, man. This is going to be real. I better go dig in and learn this material mm-hmm. because I'm going to be tested. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what our labs are. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a, t- a little test along the way mm-hmm. that the coach helps facilitate. And when you're mm-hmm. going to be in front of 10 people and deliver, 
you kind of prepare a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's like the test. Does that make sense? One million percent. And what's so cool about uh, being tested, and this Mm -hmm. is the same principle here. It all -hmm. all makes sense now. When you're in a hot seat, we talked about this yesterday in Academy. When you're in a hot seat, the reason it's so valuable is because your senses are heightened. And when your senses are heightened, you remember and you retain and you recount the learning moments more than you ever would if your senses weren't heightened. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, a t- like I, honestly, there's one test that I remember so vividly. It was a periodic table test in middle school. And I just remember studying so hard for that in, you know, my uh, basement with my whiteboard and whatever. Uh, and then being so excited, like my senses were heightened. I was excited to go take the test. I mm-hmm. did so well on it. And I was so proud of myself. Like I just had this remembrance of these feelings. And I know it was just because the emotion was so built up. And, uh, and what's sad is that we get out of school, we get out of sports, you know, sports, I feel like helps kind of facilitate that a little bit too, where you're in a game. It's like your hot seat moment. Like you are the one that does a three point. You have those moments. And then when you're out of school, you don't have that anymore. Right. And right. that's so sad. You, and you, and you don't appreciate yeah. you don't appreciate it when you're in school. You're mm-hmm. annoyed by it. And then I know for me, like I would love a sporting coach to kick my butt. Mm-hmm. in exercise mm-hmm. like I would pay someone to do that for me right, right now right. but it's cool you just don't appreciate it <laughs> so to be able to have that in a but also like a safe encouraging environment and the thing here I want to point out is that these are coaches they're not teachers mm-hmm. I'm sure you've experienced a teacher versus a coach mm-hmm. do you want to talk a little bit about that like what it's like to have a teacher versus a coach and the difference oh yeah the, there's it's so exciting I mean the coach is an inspiring figure the coach is excited. He's in it or she's in it with you, wanting you to win, mm-hmm. trying to help you win, trying to help you strategy, playing the next thing. The coach is like in the game with you. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like as a teacher, you sort of deliver the material. It's right. kind of like that. I'm here to do Maybe my job. the online course. Well, here's the material. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And and the coach is, is also is always trying to, how can I make this better? How can I better? What, what can we do better next mm-hmm. time? And it doesn't matter what level you're at. I'm just – read the book mindset it talks about it doesn't matter how talented you are how successful you think you are the whole key is to work at the whole key is getting a little better let's listen to tiger woods the other day yeah uh he, he made it to the hall of fame and asked him this question what are you most proud of mm-hmm. he said the thing i'm most proud of is i kept working i kept trying to get better i kept trying to get better through all my career and that was his thing. And I thought that was a perfect answer. Mm. It wasn't that he was great, that he was talented, that he, did all, that he kept working at it. Mm. And that's really what the coach is, is always trying to help you get to the next level. It doesn't matter what level you're at. You may win it all the previous mm-hmm. year. you got to start right over again the next year and get better. That's what a coach's mentality is. Man, that's so good. Yeah. So uh, for the person who is thinking about creating a cohort-style coach, course Mm -hmm. or to add a live element of some sort uh the person that messaged me on instagram asking me questions about the core our course she was like um she was like you know where did you learn how to do like a cohort style course where did you learn how to have these like live elements and i reflected i was like oh my gosh like that's a good question and what's cool about guide culture is we really didn't even we had the material before we even really knew about like online course spaces and like mm-hmm. how, you know, what a great opportunity it could be. We just had the material we wanted mm-hmm. to take to market. Right? right. And so there wasn't a whole lot of 
what are they doing? We didn't even know. Like, we didn't even know at the time, right? But um, one thing I remember is that when I kind of came to Loy, I said, hey, will you partner with me and help me take this to market? You said, under one condition, under one condition, that other people, that our students will have a place to practice just like you did. And in the moment, I'm like, yes, sounds great, easy. But then we actually, you know, put it into action. And it's a lot harder Mm -hmm. than I was anticipating. Mm -hmm. It was a lot harder to, you know, line up the, the, when people could make it, because at the time we only had one lab time, it was harder for us mm-hmm. to sit. I mean, there were the nights we were there on that call for four hours and mm-hmm. people would pop in and out and get their lab in and then leave. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was just a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work. And and there were definitely moments where I was like, man, it'd be so much easier just to like not have this part and mm-hmm. just sell and let them do it on their own. Uh, and I think also with guide culture, it was not something we were like, oh, we're going to have like a big coaching program. What actually, I don't even think you've really realized this. What actually like made us start the coaching program was we knew that people learned the material better when they coached people right, on it. Right, so we're right. like, oh, this is a learning opportunity for people mm-hmm. to help us coach more mm-hmm. than it is to like scale. Yeah. Like our, our heart was never like, oh, let's like scale this and like have people. It was like, oh, this is a good learning opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Growth opportunity, yeah. And then it just became apparent that these coaches were just becoming so much better and better and better than we were. Mm-hmm. And then we had a coach leader, Sarah Stapleton. She came on and really like took the program to the next level and made it, you know, a system to train them to get to this certain, you know, we have ambassador, we have a assistant coach, we have a master, you know, it, it has developed over time. It was like brick by brick by brick yeah. by brick. Yeah. And it's like each step, like I think a lot of people are looking for like the end, right? Yeah. But for us, it was like each step showed us the next step, which showed mm-hmm. us the next step. Yeah, and it started with you're right, us in the grind doing it because we were. I was the only coach, then you came in, and yeah, started coaching, learning how we were in the grind, taking and, and giving it a hundred percent, no matter how many hours we'd been there. On yeah, hundred percent, the best we could do every single time. And even it was the last person after about four hours, yeah. Give them Slow yeah. down and give them hundred percent of what we could do, but it. But eventually, the 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 people who were in it believed in it, saw the material, saw what it did for people. Then the belief became there. Then then that's when the coaches started developing, and and when they started developing, you're right. When the, when the program mm-hmm. took off, I, I'm I would say now that's possibly the best thing we have. A million percent. The coaches program. A it is like so good. And, and it's because of all the elements that just kind of, it happened though. It it's just like happened. It was not a plan. One at a time. Right. It was, it was not, not a plan. plan. Yeah. And so I think my point is, is like the people who, who want to like make their program great and add in a live element, like it's a brick by brick mm-hmm. situation. It's mm-hmm. a moment by moment. It's a person by person. And, you know, I think of course you would love the idea of like having people who could help coach you like you love that idea but just start with one like start with one person get them bought in get them excited and just walk alongside them for just a second even if it's for a year you know mm-hmm. to then take the next step and the next step and the next step but i can't recommend enough considering considering a cohort style situation uh it's honestly what were you about to say well, well i was gonna say we we're just reading the book now and he, he's talking about what book owners oh owners and casey intent. graham's book yeah and for me and now that you're in sales for uh-huh. you we get so much pleasure in working with people yeah i mean to just do something at scale big and go sell it and go to the beach is not a whole lot of inspiration there it's not. but working with people being involved doing mm-hmm. the thing 
that's where all the fun is. So, mm-hmm. so it gives us a chance to do what we like. And, and really, if you're trying to build a cohort, that gives you a chance mm-hmm. to be involved with your people. To yeah. be involved, being so contact. true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And also having like a start date, it helps you have a sense of urgency to sell. When something is evergreen and there's no urgency of a start date, mm-hmm. you just are like, oh, it'll, I can do it later. I can do it later. I can do it later. I will try next month. We'll try next month to do it better or whatever. But when you have that start date and there's like mm-hmm. no other option but to fill mm-hmm. that up, it makes you just like go to the next level. Taylor Murphy said, oh, she listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. It was the Entree Leadership Podcast. Did you oh, listen to I her? I haven't learned she, So, well, let me tell you how this podcast – so it said – um, it was about decision-making. It was like rigorous decision-making with her name was Wes. And she starts talking about cohort style courses. And I'm like, well, obviously, like, of <laughs> course I'm starting getting, starting to get bought into her just because she believes in cohort style. Mm-hmm. turns out she has a whole company that is basically a platform for people to host their course so they can advertise their course on this platform. Mm-hmm. And it's like a taxes one, a, uh, like a crypto one, a writing calligraphy. Like there's all these different ones. It's just a platform for it. Mm-hmm. But I just, and I'd never heard of it before. I just thought it was so cool that she had such a deep belief in cohort style courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do too. I just think, I feel like we don't even like talk about, and not to mention, not to mention my last, my last point here, and then we'll wrap up the, for guide culture specifically, the chance to sell to people basically over eight weeks consistently are you kidding me? If I got in a group of people who were like-minded, who wanted to be better, and I had the chance to build relationships with them and sell my product to them over time. In fact, let me tell you a quick story. I think I'll, I think they don't mind if I talk about them. Um, they won't. So I was at a baby shower. Uh, do you remember Sarah James? She came to God Culture, or sorry, Clearly Confident oh, in yeah, person. Yeah, she was right. the one who came up with um, the the analogy. Yes. I don't even remember what the Slice. analogy Slice. She yeah. came up with that, okay? Mm-hmm. So I hadn't seen her in a while, asked about how she was doing, and she said that she had such an amazing life coach experience for years. I said, you know, who's your life coach? She said, Jen Bowie, who also was in the same in-person training with Sarah. Okay. And I said, well, how'd you end up working with her? She said, you know what? She was in my lab group. She didn't even have her program made yet. She didn't even have an offer yet, but she was just so fired up about what she believed in Mm. that I approached her. I said, Hey, I know you don't have anything ready yet, but I would love to be your first client. Mm. They ended up working together for years. And she said, I would have paid, you know, 10 times than what Jen charged me at the time because it was so life-changing. And it's just like that, orchestrating that, like you can't make that happen. Mm. But Mm. what you can do is put yourself in an environment with Mm. like-minded people, give it all you've got, show your enthusiasm, and just like see what happens. And Jen got proof of concept right then and there. She didn't even have a program, but she saw Sarah with, and now Jen's like booked out like crazy. Yes. And I like what I say. Clearly, confident is the thing that made her book out. No, because she's an amazing person and has so much, so many mm-hmm. just like skills mm-hmm. and gifts. But that moment right there for mm-hmm. her and mm-hmm. to have that first client, I mean, it was game changing. Yeah, I mean, really, those lab groups—seven, eight, nine, ten people, whatever it is—about it seven group, now, yeah, over six weeks mm-hmm. building rapport. Eight weeks. It's eight weeks. Now. Yeah, that's right. Th- that is priceless. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- what develops out of there is priceless. Then yeah. if you move on into academy, 
you have that continuously. Yeah. It's really priceless. Yeah. Academy is yeah. for, um, it's our graduate program. It's a continuation program to be in labs continuously forever, into, forever basically <laughs> to continue to sell to different people, fine tune your skills Rehearse, and really practice. refine and master your sales skills. Yeah. Some, some nice relationships are totally yes. up there. So to close up, the point of this was to just encourage you with the possibility of the life change that you could help people with, with a live element cohort style based program. And to know that it's just step-by-step step, brick by brick, person by person. Mm. It is not, there's no system. What, what even system do we even use? Like, I don't even know. There's no fancy system. There's no fancy strategy. It is literally one conversation at a time, mm. getting someone bought in and partnering with them to get and, to the and, next and step. And along the way, it, uh, we've tweaked it just about every single oh, time. Yeah. Especially in the beginning, we taught it live. Oh yeah. For the first 20, 30, 40 times yeah. live every time. Yeah. And then we start tweaking it. We'd get better at it. Oh yeah. And so it, it's a process. Oh yeah. But, but that's how you make it better is by continually to work on it. It's hard to do it really quick. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I hope this encouraged you and made you excited about the possibilities for what you offer. Uh, and if you are listening to this and you're like, wow, I would love to be in a, in a place like that. I cannot encourage you enough to join us for the spring cohort of Guide Culture. The last day to sign up is April 21st, but we have something really special for people that join us before April 1st, okay? okay. Before April 1st, when you join us, you're going to get session one early. You're going to get it on April 1st. Think of it like summer school where you have basically an entire month of mastering the most important session of guide culture before you even start. Mm. So you're going to get session one first. You're going to get a lab recording so you can get a little peek behind the scenes of how it actually works. And you're going to get a skill and technique call with the guide culture team. Now, the recent increased value, build value, that's session one, increased value is so important is because it is the workhorse of all things sales is the workhorse of all things sales. So I want to kind of give a demonstration a little bit about why it's the workhorse of all things sales. A lot of times why people, why people don't move forward with a purchase is they have some objections or some concerns that might be holding them back, right? And so if you think about an objection, it weighs really heavy on them, right? It's, it's They're carrying it. They can't stop thinking about it. It's like this cloud over them of why they can't move forward. Now, what lightens up the objection? value. When value is heavier, the objection is lighter. Mm -hmm. When the value of what you have is so big, that time, money, you know, mm. energy, it doesn't feel as heavy anymore because the value outweighs what's holding them back. Mm. So when you have this increased value and you use it every day, use it in stories, use it in conversations, you use it in, in your marketing, you use it in your webinars, you're just like depositing, you're depositing, depositing, depositing the value of what you have, which is making all those other things that are holding people back lighter and lighter and lighter. And this is how you sell to the masses over time is by continuously building the value of the one thing you have to offer. Mm -hmm. uh, and I cannot tell you how game-changing it'll be. It'll be for you to be ahead of the game. You know, it reminds me of what you were just saying is how when something's a little harder, you like get into it. Mm -hmm. I get into stuff when I feel prepared. Mm -hmm. And when I feel ahead, I'm like, put me front row because mm -hmm. I'm the star student. I came mm -hmm. prepared. I read my summer reading project, mm -hmm. you know, and when I don't feel prepared, I like don't show up well. Mm -hmm. So being prepared, being ahead of the game is going to 
to be game changing for you. So join us before April 1st. On April 1st is when it drops and then you'll get all the details for the skill and technique call so we can get you ready to go. Everything you said was just right on, spot Thank on. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. I learned from the best. <laughs> I guess you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks so much, fam. We'll see you next week. Have an awesome rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope this episode encouraged you in your journey. Come join us over at the Winner's Circle Facebook group of online entrepreneurs who are winning the game of life. The link is down in the show notes. We'll see you there.